Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. What's up, West Coast Cam? Oh, not too much. Just hanging out in my No Ma'am Al Bundy shirt. Day drinking. What are you doing? Day drinking on a hump day. I am over here uh, channeling my, uh, I, you know, I'm going after this whole uh, Mountain Dew, giving like so many people like the day off. They pay them like $1,000 to go do whatever the hell they're supposed to be passionate about on a day off. So I'm over here uh, consumed a Mountain Dew and I'm going to submit my I guess my own submittal proposal for my own day off and who knows, maybe Dale Jr. and Leah and everybody will come bang on my door and give me a day off and a thousand bucks and I'll go to a racetrack. I don't know. Something like that. What's there new you in go. your world? Not too much, man. Just uh <laughs> nothing. No, on a bright note, my wife and I bought a house, so that's cool. So we are officially homeowners and unemployed at the same time, which is really cool. Ah, well, you know, hey, everybody in America is doing this whole unemployment and they still got Cadillacs and cell phones and they're eating out at f***ing Outback and I'm over here. I got Bill. What's that? You ever heard that song, that rapper that sings that song? I got bills. (laughs) I got to pay. I'm going to look, JT, I know you're listening. I'm pretty sure that's I got hose not bills but no 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 i'm telling you right now jt jt when when you get a chance make sure to pull that up we need that in this episode it i cannot remember the guy's name but the girls found it and made me listen to it and i fought them tooth and nail until i got all the way through the song and i was like oh that's funny as hell i that should be that needs to be like a walk-up song or something for like you're a haddock one night all, during Friday Night Nitro, and I was like, I got bills, I got to pay. Yeah, no, on a, on a serious note, everything's good in my world. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, just not really ready to release anything yet. But uh, yeah, I'm still breathing. Still uh, got gas in my car, and I can pay my first house payment. <laughs> so why do we always why when we're in pr and marketing and, and we always say like we don't we've got things working but we're not ready to release it like we've got it in a chokehold or something like I, I mean what's can we not come up with a better phrase like what's the politically correct one or, or no professional one we have an announcement to make yeah okay how about this i haven't signed or well i haven't decided which avenue i'm gonna go yet how's that so you're weighing your choices. Yeah. I need to talk to your agent because I need to get my cut. There you go. There you get go. her on get her on the phone right now. But here's <laughs> the thing. It's like a magician never reveals his secrets, and I've always said that as a little kid because I love magic. And uh, I'm That just stupid card to, game? Trying... No. Hell no. <laughs> what is that called? Magic the Gathering? No. I, I, Dude, that's a I, West Coast uh, thing, I think. No, I'm just I just enjoy magic like David Copperfield shit. Like I'm into that, but you never reveal your secrets until they're ready. So speaking of Copperfield, who was the two guys that got ate by the tiger? Siegfried and Roy. There we go. See, I knew somebody on the West Coast would know who that was. <laughs> I couldn't think about it the other day. I was 
one i don't know why somebody asked me what my favorite tiger or what my favorite wild animal was when i was growing up and i always liked the bengal tigers then i quit liking them after that one white one ate those two other guys i was like hey yeah not so much nice well well, dude here so since you're making your your statement on our dumpster fire from last week how about the fact that we got lucky enough and a pharmaceutical company is paying for my wife's ms treatments that's awesome dude twenty six thousand dollar fiasco avoided so uh very happy about that and i must make mention of thank you for all the people that reached out and had ideas and foundations and associations and websites and so forth to visit i greatly appreciate that so thank you very much for that so dumpster fire had a little bit of uh extinguished material put on it after last week so i'm a little bit more mellow today maybe my rant won't be yeah, as right bad. dude i think i think you've had like 17 mountain dews before we pushed record man you were all jacked up on mountain dew literally because you just talked about mountain dew and held it up on the camera that nobody can see well damn it i want this whole day off thousand dollar deal i got a freaking test indy's coming up i gotta get to indy well anybody want to help with that well dude you drink a mountain dew and we'll try to see if we can petition them uh, you know, I mean, I understand that, you know, Mountain Dew's not going to fly over on the NHRA side because Mellow Yellow, but God dang it. I, that'd well, be I was pretty- going to try to, I was going to try to see if I could get the helpful Honda guys to, uh, <laughs> to buy me a flight. <laughs> Do you guys have that on the radio? No. The what's help, that? The helpful Honda guys? No. What it's, is that? It's all like, it's just the commercial where they, they call it the helpful Honda guys. And it's like, it must just be Southern California, but they, they, pay people to be on the radio and say oh well i need a a new car or i need a new this or what you know oh well honda bought it for you because you know a lot of times it's actually heartfelt stuff like you know like a kid needs a new wheelchair or something which is actually really cool but they uh or hey i need my car painted or something because i they did good or whatever and then they say oh it's it's because the helpful honda guys uh you know if you drove a honda you'd be able to help people and i don't know it's kind of a, a cool gimmick but a little, little heartfelt string pulling yeah, one over they, there yeah they actually they actually help a lot of people it's what it sounds like so but it's a cool marketing ploy did you use help people in the state of california in the same sentence yeah, I said Honda helps people. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my, bad. Helps my, my bad, my bad. Okay. Well, hey, dude, I mean, hey, you're an NHRA top fuel driver. Shouldn't you be calling the official airline of NHRA and call up Allegiant Airline? Maybe? Uh, sure. If do they, they, if do they fly yeah. from California? Yeah, I think they fly out of LAX a little bit. Horseshit. <laughs> All right, dude. So I don't really have a lot to get excited about. I mean, I just really don't. It's you know, it was a nice, pleasant off weekend that was uh, compiled with a lot of stress in my life. I watched a little bit of racing. Uh, would would not be a true motorsports fan if I didn't talk about the fact that my uh, my NASCAR push favorite. Kyle Busch got shoved all over around the racetrack, it seemed like, out <laughs> over the weekend, and he did some shoving as well, but uh, more so than anything, uh, huge props that I got to see and probably will never see it again, at least in my lifetime. Um, I say that, but shouldn't say ever, say never. Uh, you know, John Forrest winning 150, 
I mean, I remember watching him as a kid with my dad. Uh, as we had, you know, had Kelly on a few weeks ago from JFR. That's that was pretty cool. Uh, and to see the raw emotion of him jumping a fence and going up in the stands, people dropping beer. I mean, that was well. Dude, I that say, was, that I, was awesome. I, I didn't see it because I was still cleaning up. But dude, I saw the video of him like fall over that fence, and like that just goes to show you, like the dude still cares. Like he's I mean, he didn't fired give up. a crap. He he bounced off the ground. I mean, he hit the ground instead of sitting there going, "Holy crap! I just made an ass of myself in front of everybody." He, dude, he popped up like he was a freaking jumping bean or something i mean he just done up into the stands he's like here give me a hand he climbed right over the rail people dropping their drinks and everything and he's right there in the middle of it i'm sorry but that was uh and 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 you know what hey thumbs down to the fcc if you people sent out fines or penalties to fox and nhra and letting it trickle down to jfr for the language that was used then you truly don't have any sort of concept of passion and what it takes to achieve what he achieved and everybody that was ever behind him ever punched a clock got a dollar held a wrench that was one thing i thought was really cool in his speech he actually he referenced a lot of the people that it wasn't just like, oh, me, me, me. He's like, he said, Bernie, Austin oh, Coyle, oh. like, even the crew. He's like, hey, anybody that's ever worked for me, like, that, that was really cool. Right, yeah, look, I'm sorry. We, we talk about it because we're a motorsports marketing show and we talk about business and it always seems to be about financial, right? But you cannot ever discount or, or fall short sighted of a vision of the fact that our number one resource in motorsports and in business in general is human capital it's people and that's you know uh you myself most of the people that we have on yeah we hold on to steering wheels or or whatever the case and some of the people that we have on provide the ability for the for us to hold on to steering wheels but you cannot discount people and uh you know hate him like him love him respect him don't care for him i don't give a crap what boat you're in dude him winning 150 wallies that i don't i mean i just i i'm sorry i guess i guess maybe we could argue that maybe torrance could do that if he got on a rail a run like he has been the past few seasons maybe i think we probably could have said the same thing about schumacher uh before he kind of had you know crew changes and and whatever went on behind the scenes with him and his personal life or professionalism, whatever the case was. But I, I just, I don't know. I'm going to be 50 soon. I don't know that I'm going to see somebody win 150 Wallies. I don't know what you, I don't know what your take is on that. Dude, I'd just like to win another one. <laughs> just win one? Yeah. Another I'm one? Like the, I'm like the runner-up king. Well, hey, what do they say? Better to be a bridesmaid than not be invited to the wedding at all, right? Is that what they say? I don't know who says it, but I heard that's what they say. It's a true story. It's a true story. You know what's funny? So my buddy Todd Payton, the new owner of PDS, Performance Data Systems. That's um, going to cost you five bucks, Todd. Our new sponsor, (laughs) yeah. Um, He told me one because Todd won Indy in Alcohol Funny Car, and I run it up, Indy. In alcohol dragster and he said something because i'm like my career best speed or something was it's like one mile an hour like faster than he was like 
in a thousand feet or whatever. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but I won Indy. And I'm like, damn you. I hate you. <laughs> Dude, I don't care who you are. You walk in a room, people are arguing. They're trying to play who's got the bigger fish story. It could be the guy that was in stock eliminator and he walks in and goes, I got y'all covered. I won Indy. Yeah, dude, like he said that, and I was just like, "Okay, touche." I'm I'm gonna go now. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But anyway, what uh, else is going on in the in the world? Before we, and and yes, guys, we have a guest. We're actually gonna get to him in a second, you know. But yeah. Don's on a roll, so yeah. Well, we got to keep up with everything. Uh, I mean, as of the day as we record, we do start in three weeks for the 65th U.S. Nationals. At Indy. Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. So, nonetheless, though, um, no, we need to get to our guests because, you know, we try to we try to inconvenience everybody that we bring on to the show. We, we, you know, we reach out to them and they're like, oh, I have this time and this time. And we say, yeah, that's nice. But this is when we're recording. So, we, you know, we try to, I don't know, try to be bullies or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, talking about Wally's. And talking about money and talking about resources, human capital, I'm pretty sure that this kid that we're going to have on, that we're going to talk to today, is probably sitting back going, yeah, I've kind of surrounded myself with the right human capital as far as resources go. And, and has had some, had some pretty significant advice and guidance from people to uh, get him to where he is in the sport. Obviously, you still got to have motivation and dedication and get it done, at, you know, as an individual. But uh, you don't ever you don't ever hear anything negative. You don't ever hear anything kind of went sideways or whatever the case may be when uh, when you mention the last name that we're going to that we're going to talk about. So uh, let's uh, let's see if we can get the the youngster. <laughs> Which I think he has more Wallies than you and I combined right now. I think. Well, what anyways, I'm going to go. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and I, he can just have his own podcast. Yeah, he probably can. I don't, I mean, it just, it freak, what, this, but you want to know what kills me about these guys, right? This family, every year I see him at PRI. Every freaking year I see him at PRI. And then I'm like, hey, so what are you doing in January? You coming to the Street Race? No, we're going skiing. <laughs> You're doing what? We're, we're, we're going skiing. Well, but there's a practice tree race two hours down the road that pays five grand. Yeah, we're going to go spend money and go skiing. In the cold? Outside. With snow? Hey, yeah, man, some people, some people like to do that. And I'm one of those guys. I've been trying to get to your practice tree race since the inception. Because I'm pretty sure I sponsored it every year. Heck yeah, baby. Still, still haven't made it. I don't know what your sponsorship is going to look like this year. It might be racers and rental cars sponsored. but <laughs> it, you know. it might very well be. But you know what his answer will be at PRI? Nah, we're going skiing. I bet today when we, when we get ready to hang up, I bet he can give me his freaking flight itinerary. I bet he's already got the freaking the lodge booked and his freaking lift tickets paid for. And he's going freaking <laughs> skiing. It's August. It's, it. it's August for the love of God. I hope he is. I, I even got really close to skiing with him one time because um, he was actually at our house in Big Bear for a minute and we were supposed to go and meet him on the lift and it didn't happen. But anyway, that's a story for another day. 
Well, without I, further ado, yeah, I guess we could say, yeah, let's get um, him on the line. Let's let's call him up, uh, Matt Sackman, who is a driving fool in pretty much anything he gets in, along with the cylinder head specialist on the Antron Brown driven Matco Tools Top Field Dragster. So that's uh, that's who we're going to chat to this weekend, and the guy's got a lot, a really cool story, and a lot of information that I want to ask him, and he probably has answers to. So let's ring him up. Call it. Call it. I don't. I have no idea how he wants to be introduced. You might have screwed that up. Do you want to be called an alcohol Wally winning driver back to back, or do you want to be called the cylinder head specialist for a top fuel team? I mean, what? I don't know. Uh, that's a ring him up and ask him. Man, freaking, he, he'll probably complain about how we introduced him anyway. All right, let's let's ring him up. What's going on, guys? Hello, Matt. Cam, Don. What's going on there, Mr. Zachman? How are you doing today? I'm all right. A little tired. Not sure what time zone I'm in right now, but I'm here. Well, live, I, I live saw on the American dream. This yeah, guy, you know? 33 hours holding onto a steering wheel, right? Well, yeah, somebody was. I, was. I held on for about half of it. But. Yeah, make sure you don't break those uh, electronic <laughs> log, log books. We don't want the DOT chiming in and, and tracking you down for... For holding yeah, we, on the steering wheel longer than you were supposed to. Yeah, we want none of that. Well, for those of you that don't know, um, did we introduce you okay? You know, Matt Sackman, driving fool, cylinder head specialist, Wally winning SOB, badass MFR. Does that work? Dri- driving fools is a good one because, I mean, not only am I driving race cars all the time, I'm driving up and down the highway all the time. <laughs> driving fools, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Nice. That being that being said, how many how many miles did you log last year behind the steering wheel in the truck? I, I uh, just behind the the Maco rig, we did like forty five thousand miles, so probably half of that I did. And then uh, now I was thinking about it, I probably did close to ten thousand miles with my dad. So, dude, you're gonna be a million mile miler before too long. Yeah. 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 I hope you get that. Don't you get like a pin or something at Flying J if you're a million miler or like a hat? I think you get something if you do a million miles without getting any accidents. Yeah. Safe, okay. safe million. Miles. Well, well is that, do you have to start from zero, or are we still good there? Uh, we're still good. So All far. right. Cool. Yeah, in the military, in military, they give you awards if you like drive ten thousand miles with no accidents every year in a, in a military vehicle. So yeah, so you, you get you get you a few there. How many? So how long have you been driving the truck for DSR? Uh, this is my second season driving the driving the truck, but I I mean. I've, this is my sixth season there, so I've been driving something for six years. Nice. So let's back up. So tell us a little, like, how you got into racing, because this is a business marketing-related show. So uh, we, we try couple, to be. We try. Yeah, to be. we try to be, but it just turned the rails fall off of it, as you know, quite a bit. Okay. But I want everybody to kind of know your story, how you got into racing, blah, blah, blah. And then I want to ask you, because there's a, some aspects of your journey that are actually really cool that might actually help benefit some people. So tell me what you do here. <laughs> uh, so I guess I got to get started in it. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just lucky, I guess. My dad was, he loved drag racing. So uh, I just remember as a little kid, going over to John Lawson's house and my dad had at the, at the time John Lawson had an alcohol funny car and my dad would help him on the weekends on that so we'd go over there I don't know during the week or whatever and help him get ready for the race and Zach my brother Zach and I I don't know we were probably 
three and five years old or something like that, running around, getting in trouble, and my dad's trying to work on a race car. And uh, that that uh, escalated, and he, he ended up getting a nitro funny car and stuff. And uh, when I was t- 10 or 11 years old, uh, my dad surprised Zach and I with uh, junior dragsters, and we started dr- driving, driving junior dragsters at that age. So it's kind of escalated even worse from there to racing juniors till I was 18 and then I went to junior college for two years and uh, I just from I mean really from my dad I mean working on the John Lawson stuff he met met some people met Mark Oswald and then that turned into meeting Antron Brown Brad Mason Brian Karate and then when I was about done with school um, so I, was, I think I was 20 when I was 20 uh, I, don't know, I went to the track the Route 66, Route 66 Nationals the one year and it was they were like hey, just come back here and start cleaning parts and uh, <laughs> I cleaned parts for them that weekend and then Indy came around and I did the same thing in Indy and uh, I think I don't know what happened oh we went to St. Louis and they they were struggling that year I think that was 2013 they were struggling and they won St. Louis and they're like all right we won St. Louis and you're here so you're going to the next one and Antron bought me a plane ticket to go to Reading and I went to Reading and we lost in the finals there and then and I know at the end of the year it turned into a job, so now I'm here. Nice, nice. Well, and then you forgot to skip over the part, the fact that in the midst of working, what's really cool about Matt is he not only works and travels constantly with the pro team, but he also races himself still. Tell us a little bit about your what you race now and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, so so I raced, we raced juniors until I was 18, and then uh, in 2015, we bought a top, or my dad bought a top dragster for my brother Zach and I to drive. So pretty much, yeah, two, since 2015, every off weekend I try to go she's race. Right yeah, she's right here. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'll be Sorry. right back, okay? Is that all right if I leave her out? Yep. Okay, thank you. Sorry, dog's sitting right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, where was I at? Oh, 2015, we got the top dragster. And, uh, Say, was that Kylie? <laughs> no, that was Amy. Oh. Hi, Amy. Kylie's in school. Uh, uh, so every, pretty much every off weekend. So tw- 24 weekends a year, I'm committed to Antron. So on those off weekends scattered throughout the summer, I'm trying to find a race to go run our top dragster at. And uh, my brother, he gets to chase points and all that um, throughout the season because he has a normal job that has weekends off. So, <laughs> uh, But uh, recently, I've, uh, I got my license in uh, – an A-Fuel car, and then uh, the last couple of years I've driven Randy Myers' car, and uh, just like pretty much anybody that's driven Randy Myers' car, you've had, had some pretty good success, so won a couple of races, so it's been pretty awesome. And, Sweet. Uh, and yeah. then? And then recently this year, pretty much a child childhood dream come true, got to license in a top fuel car. And it, Hell yeah. It just wasn't, I don't know, it was a really cool deal for me. I mean, not just any top fuel car, is the one I work on, so... So I, I want to hear, because I know what it's like, and I know how it feels, and I know you're a young guy, you're, you're like me, like, like, what did you, was it like, holy shit, or were you like, when you yeah. got out of the car, was it like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever? It, it wasn't like, yeah, whatever, I mean, it was kind of <laughs> like that, but it was like, uh, I, I don't know, because I work on the thing too, so I mean, it's like, it was uh, I work on the thing, and I work with six other guys that work on the thing, so I'm kind of responsible for everybody's parts on the car at that moment in time. And right. uh, we're in the middle of a two in a row, don't want to tear anything up. But uh, now I stood on the gas, and it left, I don't know, it felt, felt like it left just like a fuel car to me. And then 
and then started running running harder. And uh, what I was pretty surprised about was how clear clear my vision was. I don't know. And uh, when I drive Meyer's car, like I, I didn't have a poured seat for that. I was just using whatever seat they had. So like maybe I didn't fit the best. Maybe I don't fit the best in the car, but like my vision isn't the best in that car. Like it's somewhat blurry. But getting in the fuel car, like it was crystal clear, and I knew exactly where I was at on the track. And I was, and I was just surprised that it it wasn't blurry and violent. Like I kind of like what I was expecting. Yeah. What What's crazy is like people people always ask probably you and myself like, well, what's it like? What's it like in comparison from going to from an A fuel car to a top fuel car? Which when they take off, it's honestly kind of feels the same like it's it's whatever but then when that sucker hits like 350 feet like the thing just arches up and it's like you just went into time warp yeah that that was uh, the first run i took it to only about 500 feet because i don't know i I was lined up probably two inches crooked so i had i had to drive it a little bit and i was like uh, as soon as i thought about man i feel like i'm driving this thing i just decided to lift and uh, that was like right when the cars arched up the most and Mm -hmm. the the deceleration uh, combined with the car de-arching was pretty incredible like it i mean it felt like i threw both parachutes on the a fuel car and i didn't all i did was step off the gas so that, yeah. that was i would say that was the most impressive part to me was how quick it deaccelerated. absolutely absolutely now go ahead don he's he's like chomping at the well, bit like, no, like I, ah! you're not i don't think our listeners can really tell so matt you, let's start over how old are you 26 okay so for our listeners and I'm, I've known, I'm, I can call him a kid because I'm 20 years f-ing older than Ian. Uh-oh. JT, drop that one. <laughs> I, seriously, he has no excitement level. Like, he is, he looks like a duck. He, he's over here, he's smiling, and he's talking about driving a top fuel car. He's won back-to-back Wally's in Randy Myers' car. But there's, like, no level of excitement. It's, like, completely opposite of talking to me or cam like we are outward emotional you we're wailing arms and stuff when we're talking and getting all excited you look at matt and he's just like like some duck he's all cool on on the surface and his feet just pattern away underneath the water you're just so i mean is that all you are are you that way all the time and don't make me call your mom because i'm sure she'll give me the other story uh absolutely not no i mean especially like when i lose or do something dumb i get mad at myself pretty good but now i mean i don't know i'm pretty calm most of the time it doesn't it takes quite a bit to get me you i mean get me wound up usually uh, if i get wound up it's probably something stupid i did so <laughs> but now I'm, I'm pretty relaxed most of the time and emotionless i guess i don't know nice now what i what i think is is cool about matt is you know he started young and he you know well first of all let me ask this question are you aspiring, like, you want to drive top fuel full-time like Antron? Like, is that the goal? Like, that's the... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's okay. Some something I've dreamed about since I was a kid. Great. See, now I got really good competition, and I am screwed. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. So, uh, uh, I don't believe that. So, you're telling me, you're telling me you got an opportunity to, to call your own shots and run a Nitro team versus you going to drive... Drive top fuel. You're walking. You're walking away from the, from the opportunity to call your own shots. You asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. You're the guest <laughs> on the <this> show. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I want to go. I mean, I don't know about owning my own deal, but yeah, I want to run top fuel for, 
the living. I mean, I want to get, I want to collect a paycheck driving a race car. Yes. Okay. I'm still working on that myself. Okay. All right. Cause I, I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking, you know, I see, I see Oswald come over or karate and go, Hey, we got this team over here. You want to come over here and, and, uh, and, and run this team and be, and be the crew chief on a nitro car. I, I, oh. I uh, you see, our listeners can't see you lean back <laughs> on your elbows right now and let you see your wheels spinning because you start thinking about it. No, I mean, the me- the mechanical side of these things has definitely got me intrigued for sure. But, uh, no, I mean, I still would rather drive than tune. I mean, I'd, I would tune and drive my own car, yes. I, I mean, that'd be cool, like Tim Wilkerson or Cruz or those guys. But, no, I mean, driving right now is kind of priority. I guess maybe if I get a little bit older and, don't have any opportunities maybe i'll change my mindset but right now it's it's drive yeah he just told me that i'm old and i'm not gonna have any opportunities cam that's basically what i just heard well, i mean i don't know i haven't <laughs> i haven't grown up yet so i, I still re- i rent a bedroom i don't own anything i actually just bought a truck so i own a truck so nice that's all i got I'm what'd you buy clothes. i i bought a antron's uh, old toyota tundra well not sweet old, two-year-old Toyota Tundra. So. Very nice. Very nice. I, I had a I had a little beater truck before that that I owned, I guess. But I wondered I, if it was a Toyota. That's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Smart man. See, he's he's already got it figured out. Uh, well, I, our he listeners got, can't see my head over here just about to freaking shake off, you know, <laughs> off my stem. So um, that, le- that leads me into, into some questions, which is why we wanted you to basically have you on the show is because – like I said, I, I think the story is really cool going from being a driver, being a crew guy, getting the opportunity to actually license in the car and then, you know, work your way up. Now, this used to kind of be the the progression of how drivers came to be. But in the past, like we've talked about on the show for a long time now, that it's kind of just like, oh, if, you know, you got money, you can kind of buy your seat and which kind of like there's no more like Larry Dixon's of the world like I look at you as like a Larry Dixon right like I mean he was a crew guy and then Don Perdome gave him a shot blah 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 like he learned which is really cool but you don't really see too much of that anymore do you feel that the progression that you've made and and uh, all that is like is that what you were looking to do? I mean, yes, we all know you want to drive top field, but the avenue that you took, is that what you kind of set out? Like, hey, if I do this, I might be able to to get in a, into a car and license, or was it just the opportunities that you potentially made for yourself because um, of it? I guess the, the time, well, I mean, when I decided to take this job, like, I wasn't racing anything at the time, so, like, I, w- I wasn't driving anything, and I wasn't going to the racetrack. I, I wanted to go to the racetrack. So um, uh, with that and then being at the racetrack and being around a driver, Antron Brown, I mean, the driver I'm around and the team I'm around, I mean, I figured the opportunity to meet somebody or or whatever, I mean, was more was more likely doing that than being at home working a regular job. And right, which so, is really cool. You've been able to to acquire marketing partners through what you do, right? Yeah, Which we, exactly. we talk about this a lot about, you know, networking and people you know and, and all that stuff and you know, tell us a little bit about how you've been able to develop some relationships to help you behind the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Like so I mean I in two thousand fifteen I met the guys from Hanks Furs out of 
Hank's first metalworking lubricants out of New Jersey, and they just did a, a one-race deal on our top dragster with us, and uh, I think we raced Maryland PDRA that weekend. And uh, I don't know, that grew into doing a couple races in 2016, and and then the next year they did a full full season with us. So um, they did a uh, full season with us to that, starting in 2017, and then uh, it's just... I mean, they still they're still on our car now, so um, it just kind of just grew from a one race deal to a, a three year deal now, or I mean, three year uh, full deal now. And uh, earlier this year, they were the they were the reason why I got my top fuel license. I mean, they they want to see me in a top fuel car someday. They're not they're not a Maco Tools. I mean, they're not that big, but they're big enough. They could help me get there. So I'm very lucky to have met those guys and that they take care of me like the way they do see and that's a prime example of of how a lot of this stuff works you know if if you're a guy that doesn't have a bunch of money uh to just go throw at this stuff you got to go find it you got to network yourself you got to promote yourself and you know matt is doing a great job at that and there you go like i mean he didn't know these people but he met him they they saw what a great kid he was and Next thing you know, he's getting his license in a top fuel car because of what he did behind the scenes in order to do that. And you probably didn't know. I mean, you probably just met these people like at a race or whatever. Like you weren't just seeking them out, right? You're just telling them. I always, I'm a proponent of, you know, you don't want to brag, but you got to let people know what you're doing and where you're going and what you're going to do to get there. And I feel like that's probably what you did, right? I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, it was kind of a small world deal because. So the guy, uh, Mike Ditzel, he's the uh, senior, or I think he's he's in charge of national sales for Hanksfers, and at the time he he's the guy that comes to the track. So I just started talking to him, and it, it turns out his brother is Randy Ditzel. Randy Ditzel builds half oh, really? junior dragsters. And wow, what, I didn't know What that. junior dragsters did I race? Pretty much my whole whole career in juniors was half scale dragsters. So I mean, I'll say it, when it, you it, said Ditzel, I was like, wait a minute, yeah, <laughs> I know where yeah. this is going. It worked out pretty good for me. I mean, had had a lot to talk about there. So then it just, I don't know, it's not, yeah, I mean, I was just talking to people. I mean, it, you, you know, Cam, you're, or Don, you know, too, you like to talk. Uh, being around the fuel deal, I mean, there's people coming up to you to talk all the time. So, I mean, I don't know, you just treat everybody the same and just talk, talk to people. I mean. Yep. So. What do I always say? You never know who you're talking to. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you think, Matt, your biggest benefit or asset to Hanks's Furs and their program, their national strategy for for what you bring to the table. When you you know you went through the whole deal with you and your brother, uh, obviously you got a, a hardcore family. Your mom and dad are, are are two of the best in the pits. But what did what did Matt bring to the table that you feel like was something that caught their caught their eye and was like, okay, this will help our strategy as we grow and move forward in, in, in the world of motorsports or just actually in business as a whole? Uh, I wouldn't say it was just Matt. I mean, I would say, like, they were they were sold on the whole family aspect. I mean, that's kind of what drew them in. I mean, they're a family-based company for 80 years now, and they they liked what we were doing, and they liked our family deal. So, um, and then they, they seen what I wanted to do, I mean, and they're, they've kind of supported that, but no, I would I wouldn't say it was anything I did personally. I would say it was just the whole package of myself, my brother Zach, my mom, and my dad. So I don't know. I think that's kind of what drew them in. Is that they're they're pretty big on family and all that. So I think that definitely, which you don't see out of companies anymore. I mean, it's all corporate now, but 
that's kind of what, what drew them in, I guess. So, and I, I mean, since they've been out here, they, I think they they came out here in 2014. Since they've been out here, they've they've grown into uh, uh, the racing industry as far as uh, the machining side of the racing industry. They've picked up a lot of business through that. So, I mean, it's definitely a what they've the money they've spent out here. It's definitely paid off or is paying off. Yeah, I mean, that's what I um, what I saw in Matt too, because I. For those of you that don't know, I, I previously sponsored Matt as well, and uh, from before, and it just—I think he's a good dude. Like he's he's doing the right things to to do it, and it shows. And I wanted to reward him, you know, with what I could at the time for for just being a good kid, like a good person, and and out there just chasing his dreams. And you know that people see that. You know, as much as people don't you know on the backside think oh you know i'm just i'm just you know nobody's noticing or whatever and you know people do notice and matt's not out there on the weekends when he's off you know doing keg stands on a you know whatever like just being a knucklehead wait 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 they're going to the zoo next week well, yeah, but he's not posting it online, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the guy. I didn't, say, I didn't be... say the guy didn't drink beer. I mean, he's a 26-year-old man. Of course he does. <laughs> for I'll our listeners, idiot. for our listeners, if you see Matt in the zoo and he's doing keg stands on, you know, drinking beer, make sure to pay, make sure he's got his racers and rental cars t-shirt on and yeah. post a photo online. Now back to Matt. Yeah, the shirt I'm wearing now, it's going to have black tape on it, so. There you go. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, you won't see me doing any of that stuff. I might might be watching some people do that stuff. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, watching and laughing and having a good time but. from a distance. Matt, so let let's talk. Let's give some ideas. We get emails from people. We, we're motorsports marketing. We're talking. What are some things that the Zach, the Zachman family? That's what I'm going to refer to. Do for Hankersfords on the yearly schedule. What do you got? What are some things that you guys do? for them utilizing the racing program to be part of their marketing strategy. Just give some ideas to our listeners of the things that are important to uh, the Jones family and Ditzel and those guys over there in Pennsylvania. What, what, what's some things that are important to them? So like they're, they're a national company across the country. I mean, uh, so they have distribution across the country. So they, they have their distributors and their distributors have their people they sell to. So, uh, some of the things they do is they bring the distrib. They always welcome. We send them our schedule, and they they welcome out the distributors to the racetrack and tell them to invite customers. And I mean, like Joliet was the the last race we were at, and that, that was also also our home race. But there was four. Uh, I think there was four distributors there, or four people from uh, the distribution place uh, there, and they had uh, several customers, and they had a couple potential customers there, and they were just hanging out enjoying drag racing. And I mean, that's that's kind of what what we do i mean that's kind of i mean that's kind of what a lot of these race teams do is try to entertain i guess they're using drag racing as the golf course everybody says there's a lot of business that can be done on the golf course a lot of business can be done in the pits at the races as well whether it's drag racing nascar indycar whatever it may be it's just a, a good way to to entertain clients and things like that so that's a that's a good example exactly and then uh, like you mentioned pri earlier i mean that's we always have our car there. The last couple of years, we've had it on display there at PRI, so in their booth, and that's just a, I guess a, a good display to come by and gives people a reason to stop in their booth and check it out. Yeah, that's that whole I'm going skiing conversation. I never said I was going skiing. 
What'd you? Oh, snowboarding. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Get it God. Right. Yeah, get it right. Oh, get it right. Geez. Get it right. Hashtag what if? Um, Matt, the cold. All right, Matt. So, being the fact that you're part of what we probably could consider one of the largest uh, professional motorsports organizations in drag racing, right? So, how do you balance? your professional day-to-day versus your racer day-to-day your personal matt i'm a racer here's my social media because i you know you you do a few things and we catch you from time to time in, in your posting but the majority of your posts seem to kind of walk the the left and right boundaries for uh the the three letters dsr so where do you, how do you feel, when do you go, okay, I'm going to take care of Matt, or I'm going to take care of the Jones family, or I'm over here with Randy Meyer, uh, you, how, do you, how do you balance that self-promotion when you're part of one of the largest uh, racing organizations in drag racing? Uh, I mean, I don't know, like, like the DSR postings I do, I guess, is, uh, I don't know, I mean, I do that stuff more, more so just for myself, just because... I guess people want to see that stuff. I really don't. I mean, like, I'm not doing it just because I. I mean, just because I think it's cool or whatever. I mean, I just, just posting it, trying to be active on social media. I mean, that's an easy way for me to be active on social media because I mean, my daily. I mean, day to day life. I mean, it's pretty uh, interesting. I would say. So uh, no, I mean. And a lot of people want to see that. That's good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I honestly I don't think about it. I mean, I I know when I'm at the track uh, with my like we're at Randy Meyer my family like I I definitely try to make sure I'm doing social media stuff but I mean I don't know when I'm at the track with DSR it's I don't know if I'm doing something cool sure I'll take a picture of it or when I'm traveling I mean that's a lot of people don't travel across the country so like we just drove 33 hours from Seattle Washington to Indy I mean the drive through Montana and Idaho and stuff like that it's pretty cool so kind of the concept of the whole racers and rental cars podcast hey yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Our, our truck looked like it was a rental car when we got back. It was so dirty and covered in bugs. I mean, nice. Pretty tore up. But uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just kind of. I mean, obviously, I don't do anything too crazy and post it on. If I did anything too crazy, I wouldn't be posting it on there. But I mean, magician don't reveal all the secrets. We talked about yeah. that at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. I don't know. Like. As Don having, rolls his eyes. I'm hanging out at a brewery somewhere checking out a brewery like I, I like to go check out breweries i like beer so just like you guys uh <laughs> i'll post because post you're a true-blooded american yeah exactly i mean don you like to comment on, on there and give me harass me sometimes but i, mean, I do whatever. i do i do i do yeah I, I i give i i harass people that uh that are staying out there and staying active on it because i do like to see that well i just i wondered because you know that's that's got to be a you know because you've got your life you know, you, you, you've got your life, which I guess you would venture to say starts after five or six or whatever time the, the clock gets punched, you know, over at the at DSR. And then, you know, you also have your life that you're still trying to manage as an aspiring racer that you're doing while you could be driving a truck or getting your rest or sleep or whatever the case may be. So I always wondered how you tried to balance balance those things out. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I never really think about balancing it. I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of do it. So, I mean, I really don't. 
think about it. I guess it's kind of like driving a race car. You really don't think too much about it. You kind of just do it. So. It just goes for those YOLO moments. Don loves the word YOLO. Oh, God. You live <laughs> every day. You only die once. I'm just saying. Right? That's that West Coast nonsense. Sorry, man. Shameless plug. Sorry, man. Uh, yeah. uh, all right. Well, look. I know... You gotta, you gotta. We're you're coming off the Western Swing. We gotta, you know. You get what, twelve days, ten days. You get to relax a little bit. You leave Wednesday next week for Brainerd. You get like four days. I was four gonna days? say, yeah. What? <laughs> four days? What? what are you talking about? Today's Wednesday. When are you leaving? These dudes don't know next a day Wednesday, off. Wednesday, yeah, we, we don't get yeah, no days off. No days off. What? Hold yeah, on. No, we get we get some days off, but I mean, we got got four days to work. So yeah, three, three days off. All right, so where? Let's see. Everybody knows where NHRA is going, right? That's no, that's no secret. But where, where's the Zachman family going? For, finish, finish out the season. Tell everybody where, where you're going. Finish it out. You and your brother. Uh, so right, right now, oh, we were supposed to go to Denver this weekend. I was supposed to be getting on an airplane tonight, but those plans changed. So uh, our next one's going to be probably Bowling Green. It's because he had Zach- to schedule in racers and rental cars interview in there, and so he, you know. Just too yeah. many polit- too many commitments. Absolutely, yeah. skipping West Bucks event to be on racers and rental cars. Totally, that's a win-win right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, as, as my boss is on his way to Denver. <laughs> uh, Zach's going to run Indy, so I mean that'd be a cool one. Run Indy top drags for the first time. I know you're excited, Don. Damn, Skippy, my friend. Talk about it every chance you get. God. Uh, uh, then uh, I don't get to race national events very often, but. Uh, the Norwalk National being rescheduled on a Thursday and a Friday, I was able to enter for that. So now we're going to go after Indy, we're going to drive over to Norwalk, and I'm going to try to race for a big wally, which is, I think, this is only the fourth time I've ever got to race for a big wally. So. And it, but wait, isn't that typically a weekend that Zach's in the car in Earlville? Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say. Sorry, we Zach. Going. I didn't say we weren't going Earlville. There, okay. I was gonna, d- dude. There's a lot of people that are gonna try to pull that off and, yeah, and I, gonna roll in late Friday night, early Saturday morning, take one shot and go. Yeah, d- depending on, I guess, depending on how it goes and how the car is running, and it's a, it's a lot of depending on things. But uh, I guess de- depending on how my work, my dad's work schedule is too. I mean, is uh, if we go or not. So gotcha. We'll see it. See if the car is in one piece after uh, after Norwalk's done. So definitely maybe. Yeah, it's a de- it's definitely a maybe. Uh, so potentially uh, Earlville and then uh, St. Louis double at the end of the year, or St. Louis National Divisional. Now did no. no sorry not national just a divisional. Right. Yeah, there's no top drags there. Okay, so now don't you guys typically make a West Coast run at the end of the year with the car? Yeah, I know nope. you start out there in the spring. Yeah, last year we did because. Zach had one race left to claim, and I don't. He want he wanted to try to improve on his. I think it was like a third round or something like that. that that's why we did last year, but now we have no plans this year. Okay. So, All right. Only got like four or five races on the schedule for the rest of the year, so not not uh, anything crazy. Uh, I'm sure that just makes your mom just beaming with smiles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now she, now she can have my dad at the house more, so she can do some work <laughs> around the house. <laughs> Well, hopefully if she listens to this, she won't hold that against us. All right. So, you know, you've listened. You've already told us off air that you're an avid listener. So, you know what you know what's up next. You know how we close this out uh, so we can let you get on your way. We don't want anybody over at DSR to be upset that, you know, we held you out. 
Uh, Sorry, got, Brad. <laughs> yeah, you know, not like you're at a dentist appointment or anything. But anyway, uh, so you get to send one Christmas card. Who's it going to? Uh, I'd probably my parents. Nah, that's a valid answer. All right. Now, now we'll now we'll see which hat he has on. I'm gonna for, start calling Matt like Joe Cool. I told you he was like, top fuel he's cool, like, yo. I told calm, you. Calm, cool, collected, just top fuel up? coolio. <laughs> I don't know about that. Lady Brown, uh, ladies man over here. That's it. That's it. it. Anybody, they can send their applications uh, to hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. <laughs> we'll forward those over to Matt. Matt. I, said, I think the guys I work with would have a different opinion on that. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like I said, duck. Completely like a duck. All right, you get you get to send one WTF card. Who's it going to? Uh, whoever made made the decision next year for NHRA to go Brainerd Effing back to back. Oh man, touche. Brainerd that, Epping back to back. I mean, obviously, whoever whoever made that decision must fly in an airplane because the drive from Ep- from Brainerd to Epping is terrible. I'm drawing a big U. That's yeah. <laughs> all I'm doing right now. I don't know how that works. We need to make racers and rental cars maps. Oh my god! Yeah. All I can go. all I can think of is you know what Ron White say because my agent doesn't own a globe. That's all. <laughs> that's all I can think of right now. Well, you know. I mean, that really wasn't like the direction that I thought you were going to go. But I mean, that's a current relevant. I mean, WTF. I mean, there you go. So, uh, Matt. Yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how many emails we get about that one. Probably not as many as we'll get for the job application for being your girlfriend. Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> Matt, right. dude. Thank you very much for coming on. I, I followed you on your 33-hour trek. I know it was tough. I know you got a lot of work to do. Uh, you look like you're about to fall asleep, so Cam and I must be boring the hell out of you. Uh, but thank you very I'm much. Being the duck over here. <laughs> that's it. Be the duck, man. That could be your hashtag. Yeah, you can't see his feet. The yeah, suckers are just, he's probably practicing his lights underneath the table. <laughs> for sure for sure for sure well hey matt thank you once again for being on and uh best of luck safe travels and uh, if cam and i can ever do anything for you you're always welcome back at racers and rental cars yeah thanks for thanks for uh coming on the show everybody out there uh, we get a lot of junior dragster kids that uh that listen to the show too and you know definitely use matt as an example as to what to do um if you're looking to make a career in in motorsports he He's a great kid, like I said. Uh, went to school, chasing his dreams. He's a positive role model in the in the society of uh, drag racing. So, kudos to you, buddy. And uh, I will see you in a couple days. I'll see you in Brainerd. Yeah, Down, I guess I'll see you in Indy. That'll probably Ball, be next time. Bowling, right? Bowling Green, baby. I'll be in Bowling, Bowling Green. Green yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Tell your family we said hello. Travel safe, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me on, All right. guys. All right. Be no good, brother. See Take care. Well, Cam, there you go. One of the young guns. It's kind of cool to, uh, as you alluded there at the end, that the junior dragster kids that tune in and listen, and uh, as you know, I'm sure parents are pulling out earmuffs and hand cut, hands to put them over their ears as we talk from time to time because we just 
get a little off the track. Matt and his family is are definitely some people that are still grinding away at it to to be successful, and they're doing it the right way. Started at the bottom and working their way up. Yep, absolutely. They uh, they do a great job, and you know, there's a lot of kids out there like Matt. But uh, you know, for those of you that aren't, you know, like I said, use Matt as an example as to what to do. You know, when it comes to representing sponsors, being, you know, QC on a lot of things. And, you know, it, uh, he's, yeah, I'm a fan. I totally think he's doing it the right way. I, I mean, from the standpoint, he went to school, got involved in something that he was passionate about. Yeah, it may not have been driving. You know, that might not be his nine to five is getting a driver race car, but he's yeah, involved but you gotta in motorsports. Right. Yeah, I mean, how many, there's what, 30 people in the world that get to do this and what, maybe six of them that are actually getting a paycheck right? <laughs> for, for driving. So, I mean, you know, as a guy that's aspiring to do the exact same thing as him, like it, it's a hard grind and, you know, I mean, we're just out here trying to chip away at it. We're just the little guys, but, you know, maybe one day, you know, Matt and myself will be the, the Antron Brown and Steve Torrance of the NHRA. Yeah, you never know, and, and he's definitely getting the right mentorship from inside the building on the professionalism and the business aspect. Uh, I mean, Ant- Antron is great with fans. He's he's involved in social media. He's got great companies that have been with him for for a long period of time. So he's getting the loyalty aspect. So for Matt to have somebody, you know, just even even if it's not pulled in a room, arm around you, hey, that Matt, this is what you got to do. Just being able to evaluate and see how things are done inside the building, as as well as at the racetrack, is is you know obviously his sponsors are, are using his family to generate business uh, and impact. So, yeah, that was uh, when you when you start thinking about that, that, he's doing it. His family and him and his brother, they're doing it the right way. They've got a great company behind them, and, and you know there's going to be that opportunity that I'm sure the Zachman family is going to find somebody and say, hey, you know this is junior dragster kid hey this is what you should be doing this is how we got to where we are you know not calling it a playbook because there's there's so many different ways to win a game but there's there's definitely wrong ways to to go about it and i don't think the zachman family is doing it the wrong way absolutely absolutely well done i guess it's come to that uh point in time in the show where uh I we guess got, people get to stop listening to us. Well, we don't hope, but see, you know, we got to stop that. I got told last week, I got yelled at, at matter of fact, by another media company, a person that I went to, did some undergrad study with. He said that, you know, as soon as people on a radio show decide to use words like, well, and we want to thank you for turning in, the audience numbers drop off. People automatically click close out because they feel like there's nothing else for them to hear did you I, I didn't know that i really didn't know that i mean i probably should know that but i mean he gave me this tongue lashing from hell right and he's like you gotta stop doing that and i'm like okay einstein what do you do and he goes well you gotta give stuff away at the end you gotta you gotta have them hang around we and are giving stuff away that's I don't know what i was saying that you did i think yeah, that's cool we're give, tell we're everybody a, about that we're giving a race pack out away to uh if you if you like and share our post and uh and i said race pack but yeah, it's, you did. what happens like dude I'm telling you, I, I, if you want one of those, I got plenty of them to give away. <laughs> Dude, 11 years you've been doing it. I mean, come on. See what happens? See what happens? Uh, Dude, it no, took me yeah. like two years to break all my military acronyms and stuff. 
I used no. to I used to just mutter stuff, and they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "I can't say that to you. I can't, you know." Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but it's a it's a cool racers and rental cars hat actually, and uh, it's funny because I had it sitting next to that other hat. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah um if you like and share our social media pages so we're gonna pick at random somebody to win that and it seems to be going well so far so uh we might just have to do some more of those free shirts um hats hoodies whatever we'll see what we can come up with it's but getting, uh getting close to that hoodie time my friend i know I know they've uh, they've been selling uh, pretty well on the uh, stupid fast racing trailer at the NHRA races too. So um, cruise over and get yourselves uh, some some merch. If not at racersandrentalcars.com for those of you that can't make it to an event. But uh, thank you to all of our other sponsors: uh, PDS Performance Data Systems, Streetway Marketing, and Media, and yeah, and whoever else. Hey, all they got to do is reach out. Hate mail at com. We got openings. We got ways. All right, and I like your guest comments. That's it. I like people to send in the guests, that pe- people they want us to have on the show. That's really cool, too. So uh, I got nothing, man. Enjoy your weekend yeah. off. Yeah, I'm going to go screw something else up now. So <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> later.